Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Jeffrey Scott Parsons. You can call me Jeff. I hope you're enjoying your week thus far. I'm coming at you with a midweek mini episode because over the weekend, we released a really cool episode on Patreon exclamation point with Adam Abraham. Adam is the author of a fantastic book entitled Attack of the Monster Musical that's all about Little Shop of Horrors or horrors, as Adam says, which is honestly a better idea because then you're not accidentally bringing prostitutes into where they might not want to be. Now, the entire conversation, which is about 42 minutes to be exact, is only available for subscribers of Patreon exclamation point. But the good news is it's only $1 a month. And not only do you end up supporting a musical theater podcast, but you get amazing monthly content like The Convo with Adam. Enjoy this little sneak peek. In terms of what we've already covered on the podcast and what I feel like is regularly available either, you know, through the Ashman documentary on Disney Plus or uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty, like there's a lot of great material out there about the general creation of Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, However, I have an entire list of very specific things that I want to talk to you about. (laughs) And I got to be honest, I had to stop at page 37 because the list was getting too long. (laughs) So everybody listening, I have a list of questions and it only goes to page 37. So you definitely want to get this book. First up, you talk to so many people to write 65 is the official count, unless I forgot someone. Incredible. And obviously, you know, biggies like Alan Menken himself and... Uh, the the Howard Ashman estate. There were two names, however, that really popped out to me because I'm a, I'm a, a nerd. Um, number one, Leilani Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her. 
She won a Tony Award for Grind, a musical that we covered at the very beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah? I think I think it's still the episode that has the fewest listens of all of the episodes I've ever put out, but I'm still so glad we did it. And anyway, from Hawaii. She, right? Hello. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's she's incredible and she's also kind of disappeared. And so I'm wondering if you can give me any info on how she's doing because I'd love to send some love to Leilani. She's doing well. She lives okay, in California. Good. She was, she's pretty much best friends with one of my best sources. They became friends in the original production in 1982. Oh, yeah, by the way, Leilani Jones, one of the original street urchins. Mm -hmm, Right. In case people are aware. Yes. So Leilani, I mean, with a small show like this and this kind of success, friendships are going to be natural. But one friendship that I noticed is the one between Leilani and Donna Rose Fletcher, who was a stage manager for many years on the show. So... The two of them were an excellent source because they're tight, because they're both are based in California. They travel together. They go to Cute. New York together. And they occasionally there have been little shop reunions, private reunions, not a public performance like happened in 2015. But they just get together in New York with their circle of friends. So they've stayed pretty tight. And I wound up connecting with both of them. And both were very helpful. But Leilani gave me a copy of her actual script, like the script <gasps> she held in her hands in the rehearsal process at the WPA Theater where shop was created and there are her scribbled notes on the margins which is basically how we're talking to her right, so she's like, t- you know she's not going to stop and rewrite it, it in you her know, own she's, words she's just going to write down so i have her handwritten comments in the margins and on the first couple pages of piece of direction that he was giving her so she was a great source in, okay, in, in, in the paper trail but also her own stories so oh, yes amazing. i'm a big fan of leilani and just a voice that literally would not quit it's crazy that you brought up the position or the occupation that popped out to me. Stage managers, you write in the book, quote, if you want to know about a musical, talk to the stage managers. And oh, hallelujah. <laughs> it was just absolutely. And I make the argument, I think, in the first few pages, why? Like actors have their perspective. Mm-hmm. Writers have their perspective. Even the director. But the stage manager sees the thing in its totality in 360 degrees and also 52 weeks in the year, every, every performance. single you know, performance. The writer shows up, it, it launches and goes off to the next project. The stage manager stays. The stage manager lives in and owns the show to some extent, puts in people. There are many people who are not directed by the director, even though the director gets directing credit. A stage manager will put that person into the show in the theatrical parlance, and which is not to say to take anything away from the director, but the stage managers really run the show, and I think they know it best. So I wound up speaking to the original production stage manager, Paul Mills Holmes, and one of his successors, Donna Rose Fletcher, whom I mentioned, and they both were amazing interviews because they just really had this comprehensive view of the show. An actor always knows his or her parts, with, with some exceptions, depending on how interested or aware they are. So yeah, I was very grateful to talk to them, and I learned a lot from seeing the show through their eyes. And they keep records. Uh, the mm. woman I mentioned, Donna Rose Fletcher, kept the production reports from the show. So oh every gosh. single performance, matinee or evening, there's a little piece of paper that says everything that happened. So-and-so was late. We missed this lighting cue. And further, to my benefit, they wrote down which celebrities happened to be in the house that night. Oh, so if Steven Spielberg was there or whoever it was, they would scribble that at the bottom because it's just interesting. But now, years later, we can look at those production reports and we can see what happened and who missed the show, who was out and what was going on. So it's a great snapshot of a show in process. You know, because I feel, and I make this argument, a lot of musical theater history is kind of closed on opening night. 
It's mm-hmm. like, oh, there it is. It opened, hurrah. Maybe there's a film version that gets mentioned and then it's kind of done. Mm-hmm. But that's just the beginning. And for many yeah. audiences, if you didn't happen to go in the first year, you're also not seeing those original casts. There's cast replacements and understudies and more people move into the parts and the show can develop in different ways. So I learned to try to capture more than just an opening night, but something of the five-year existence of this show as it played in New York from 1982, 87. Oh, that's so smart and inspired. I mean, on the title page, I call this a cultural history, but it is also a social history. It's a history of the people who were involved in this, stage managers, cast, musicians, and so forth. And I tried to find every living person I could. But also, (laughs) I made an effort to interview some understudies and replacements who often don't get involved in this kind of book. One of them was Brad Morans, who was the first person to cover, um, actually, he happened to cover three roles, which is probably too many, but ultimately he was a replacement for Seymour after Lee Wilkoff left. And he was there pretty much from the start, and he sat next to Howard Ashman watching the show once it opened, as Ashman was still looking for improvements, and just kind of Ashman would whisper into Brad's ear and say certain things and want to try different things. So Brad had this amazing seat, just seeing Ashman's mind at work. And even once the show was open, there's always something that can be tweaked or improved. So just having access to that person who was right there Mm. is just incredible. So things like that were really a treat for me to learn more than just the opening night cast and the opening night story because the story keeps going. Okay, come on. That is two musical theater nerds living their best lives. To listen to the rest of the episode, be sure to subscribe to Patreon exclamation point at patreon.com backslash a musical podcast. Be sure to follow Adam on Instagram at abraham.author, where he's posting a lot of photos and artwork that didn't make it into the book. And order Attack of the Monster Musical. You will not be disappointed. I thought I knew everything about the creation of this musical, but the really smart investigating that Adam did has really expanded that world for me in a very, very satisfying way. All in all, You guys, thank you for being a part of this wonderful podcasting community. I'm very grateful for you. And look for another new episode of a musical theater podcast on Sunday. What? Three in a row? Yep, you're welcome. Talk soon. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.